Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. This is the Melchester Odyssey. We are working our way through the best of the Royal Rovers 1980s book. Uh, 208 pages of scorching soccer action, it says, with an introduction by Gary Lineker, as if the scorching okay. soccer action wasn't enough. We've reached the point where uh, Melchester are playing their local rivals, Melborough. They are um, losing, uh, thanks to goals from Jeff Giles, who they just recently sold. Uh, Walter Williams is in goal. He's replaced the uh, nervous wreck that is Charlie Carter. Um and uh, it was, uh, you know, Melbourne were about to go 3-0 up, but Walter Williams has had a, a kind of revelation. He started to save everything that's been fired at him. So it looks like Melchester could come back and get something out of this. Yeah, he, he's sort of saving everything in a sort of a shonky way, though. Yeah. Like, not like a goalkeeper. Yeah. He's, he's, he started, he's decided, because things weren't going well, for him to start playing like, an outfield player who's had to go in goal because the keeper's been sent off yeah. and there's no more subs one left. One of them's been saved by his face and the other one he's just slid across the line and tipped yeah, it away with his boot. It is. So, uh, former apprentice Alan Lynch, that's a great name, Alan Lynch, hammered the mm. ball upfield. He's found Roy, shout the crowd, more by accident than design, which is something that you'll hear a lot on the terraces yeah. from football fans isn't it yeah yeah some There's, bloke who's sort of alright like a normal yeah. bloke who's just gone down met a couple of mates his old mates from school who he still goes with they've had a couple of jars maybe a pie yeah. they've gone in and he's just enjoying the game he shouted he's found Roy <laughs> good solid shout right yeah one of those ones where you're almost talking to yourself mm. right but you start shouting I do that a lot of football where I'm sort of I'm thinking out loud but some fucking twat sat a few seats up. Yeah. Who's just like a, a dickhead anorak, probably a football hipster. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone who's fucking obsessed with the like Peruvian second division. Right. And, X, and loves XG tactics. And all of that. Yeah. All that crap. He's responded to this bloke who, by the way, is a stranger. He's gone. Yes. More by accident than design. And if I'm <laughs> I the first bloke, I've, I've, I've leant forward in the row here. Right. <laughs> This is me at the London Stadium, right? And I shout, he's found Roy! Or I'm, in my case, I might say, he's found Nobs! And someone, some free seats up has gone, more by accident than design. I've lent more I think you're fine. Sorry, mate. You've got, you got something to say up there, have you? Not by accident. Or, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying, you said he'd found him, which seemed to indicate that he'd played a precision ball. I just wanted to point out to the other people listening around us that it was more of an accidental pass than a pass in itself. Yeah, all right, mate. Why don't you fucking shut your mouth before I fucking shut it for you? Yeah? Keep your fucking shit opinions to yourself. In fact, you know what? 
Go on, fuck off. Get out. Go home and watch <laughs> it on the telly like all the other cunts. <laughs> more by accident than design. Fucking hell. Anyway. And then Roy thinks, I've got to go all the way on my own. Well, we'll do it in his voice, shall we? I've got to go all the way on my own for, before Burra can recover. <laughs> so here he is. He goes, fucking hell, I've got to do some fucking running here. Jesus. <laughs> Um, I'm breathing out my fucking arsehole here. <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's referring to the dream that he had in which he was tiny and all the Melchester players were tiny and all the Melbourne, the manager and the players were all huge. What, what What's known amongst the real Roy of the Rovers um, sort of experts, uh-huh. right, your hardcore Roy of the Rovers fans, as Roy's dream episode, which <laughs> yeah. is one of the most legend... If you go on the forums, on the yeah. Reddit pages... It's one of the most legendary ever yeah. episodes of Roy of the Rovers, the dream one. And there's so many people who, who try to interpret deeper hidden yeah. meanings that are within it, you know, like that, that the thing in Twin Peaks with the uh, the Red Room, that way he goes yeah, in there when there's Glass the Glass Onion and by all the that. Beatles. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics of Glass Onions by the Beatles, but there's, there's these certain things that people, or the final scene of The Sopranos. What's going on there? Yeah, exactly. The Roy interpret, 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 interpret. And the author very often just says, it is what it is. It's there for you to interpret. Or sometimes the author says, it's clear what I'm trying to say. There is one meaning to it. And but mm. I've given you all the clues you need to work out for yourself. So I'm not, the art should speak for itself. I'm not going to embellish yeah. what I've already done. And sometimes he says, whichever way you interpret it is up to you. And mm. sometimes they actually, like, come out and just say, all right, I'm fucking tired of this now. I'm going to tell you, stupid, don't you can't what it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Carly Simon, you're so vain. I mean, you know, she, mm. everyone's always going, who was it about? Mick Jagger, Warren Beatty. In the end, Carly Simon's going to go, I'm fucking sick of hearing about this now. I'll tell you what it was fucking about, right? Ian McShane, Lovejoy. <laughs> it was about him. I was seeing him around the time. Right, no one knew. <laughs> it, was, it was about it was about fucking Dougal from the Magic Roundabout. Right, <laughs> happy now. Vain cunt he were. He <laughs> <laughs> was as well. So Racy says, uh, if anyone's going to break that dream, it's me. Uh, and he's hurtling towards goal with the ball at his feet. Uh, the crowd are saying, what a run. They'll never catch him. Give it the rocket, Racy. Roy obliged the Melchester fans with the deadliest left foot in football. Whack straight past the uh, Melbourne keeper uh, right in the Have corner. That, yeah. Goal, they all cry. Melchester Rovers won, Melbourne two. But it was the last kick of the match. And just when Fuck we thought there was going to be a proper comeback, I need on. to bothered. Yeah, <laughs> I've run fucking, I've run fucking hundred yards up the fucking pitch and belted it in. I need to fucking bothered. Make no fucking difference whatsoever. Well, to be fair though, I'm on a, I'm on a very fucking tidy goal bonus, so that's four hundred <laughs> quid in my back pocket. Another yeah. benefit of being player manager. Put myself on a fucking cracking bonus scheme, don't I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the last kick of the match. It's all over. And the fans are shouting, Melbourne have beaten us on our own ground for the first time since the war. Oh, but that's cunty fact. That's cunty bollocks again, isn't it? Yeah, like isn't you it? Yeah. The statistician. Since the da- war. What did you say, mate? Well, 
I'm only saying that if you look back through the records, it's the first time they've beaten us on our own grounds. It's, I heard what you fucking said. It's fucking boring, you <laughs> dull cunt. Keep your facts to yourself. No one likes them. We've lost again. I'm in the right fucking mood, and I'm looking for someone to take it out on. Come here. <laughs> and and then, uh, well, then, then, I mean, he's there again. It's probably the same fella. It looks like the arrows are coming from the same mouth off camera. Uh, with two goals from Jeff Giles, the player we shouldn't have sold. Yeah, yeah. Hell, fucking mate. stop going on about Jeff fucking mate, Giles. No one was interested in him three the weeks right ago. fucking arsehole, right? Roy, we know who fucking scored. We've just sat here watching it, dickhead. Don't need you fucking repeating everything back to us. Yeah. Uh, and there's Andy Jackson, the fucking bastard. Oh, the Melbourne manager. He can't wait to rub it in, can he? It says there, couldn't wait to rub salt into the wound. Jazz wasn't your only blunder race. You practically gave us the game by putting that kid in goal. We should have put six past him. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, how Roy doesn't fucking turn around and smack him one here. Roy's walking off the pitch with all that energy and adrenaline and and aggression (laughs) raging through his body and mind, which must be the case for any pro coming off field. But on top of that, he's the manager. They've just lost, right? It's the and this fat fucker comes up behind him and starts shouting all of that stuff in his ear. I mean, it, he shows him he shows really impressive reserve, doesn't he? And and restraint. Sorry, I should say. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if they'll have the uh, the post match glass of wine in Roy's office, but if Roy mm. were to like fucking ram the bottom end of the bottle into Jackson's face, Knocked nobody up. would blame him. Roy, it's me, Andy Jackson. Come for my I'll traditional come for wine. F- <laughs> fuck off, Jackson. I'm drinking all the wine to myself. You can stand there like while that, I drink. It was only a bit of banter. Yeah, fuck off. It's only a child's <laughs> game. <laughs> um, so there we are. And as they're, they're coming off, and Vic Guthrie's fucking getting involved as well. Oh, Jackson may be a loudmouth, Roy, but he's right. Young Williams. And then Roy interjects, did all I expected of him, Vic. Those last two saves might have looked a bit untidy. And then we go to a, a fucking panel, which is just a close-up of Roy's floating head. I like those ones, yeah. yeah. But they were the result of bravery and split-second reflexes. There wasn't time for the kid to look good. To look good, he just knew he had to get between the ball and the net. And he did. And how did the fucking ball end up there in the first place? Because a cunt's like you slacking. That's why. <laughs> I had that last bit myself there. Vic Guthrie is a proper fucking Roy Keane, but arguably without the same talent. Like yeah. Roy Keane could back it up, couldn't he, by being a good footballer. Yeah. Whereas um, uh, Vic Guthrie, I don't know how good he is. I think he's decent. He always gets a game. Yeah. I think Roy rates him, but I don't think he's world-class. But fuck me, he's on everyone's back, and it's always someone else's fucking fault, isn't it? I'm not even sure that he's um, he's a keen level. He's sort of a busy fucker, and he's a snide fucker, and he's always trying to get involved and start fights, and, you know, he doesn't have any authority. Yeah. Well, he's sort of like Gary Neville. <laughs> Gary Neville, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it carries on into the dressing room, 
and uh, Royce addressing the team. Uh, Melbourne won because Jeff Jars had a couple of lucky goals and because Yolot have become too complacent. You all thought we could beat Borough just by running out onto the park. And it's just kicking off here. Duncan Mackay uh, weirds in. No, just a minute, Roy. Uh, and then we cut to an hour later outside the Rovers dressing room. This is mad. This is mad. Right, it's yeah, the dressing room. Really On the door, it says players only, which is quite right. It's the fucking yeah. home dressing room. And yeah. there are five fans standing outside having a listen. <laughs> one of them in a bubble. All of them in scarves, one in a bubble hat. It's that Greek chorus, that five that we sometimes see lined up yeah. commenting on what's yeah. going on it's them five these fuckers maybe they're the official support maybe they have like special privileges because they're some sort of official supporters yeah. board or something like that the five fuckers we'll call them they're always the fucking first in line to stick their oar in and criticise yeah. whatever Roy's been doing I don't know how they've got that status then if they're all doing this to uh, to sneer somehow and mock. Somehow they've crept denigrate. into the tunnel and have gathered right around. I mean, it's different times. I went on a uh, tour um, before West Ham Atletico Bilbao, which was a friendly mm. uh, last week. We're recording this just on the first day of the season. And we were privileged, me and Len, to get access as part of this tour down into the the near the players tunnel before the match yeah and when we walked through it was about 40 minutes before the game and the bloke giving the tour said you might see players if you do do not engage with <laughs> do them do not look at them <laughs> it was almost <laughs> do like not that think about them he said he said usually you know it's fine but when it's this close to a game they're very focused <laughs> and they don't you know they're not supposed to be bothered by fans yeah. And I get that, it's fine, you know. But we did see some. We saw them in the warming-up area mm. where they were doing some stretching. Felipe Anson was on an exercise bike. Jack Wilshere was... Uh, he had one of those resistance bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just having a light ale and a cigar. <laughs> it's how he... Everyone prepares in different ways. Yeah, of course. And, and uh, it was amazing. I mean, it was a privilege just to be that close up to them. Len, Len's jaw hit the floor, but... Um, you know, that's nowadays. It's all security. These players are worth millions. There's mm. security issues and, and some of them are divas. But maybe back then, I don't know, Andy, in 1980, I don't think I'd been to a football match in 1980. I was only five. Maybe you could just after the game go, Dad, can we go down into the players' tunnel and listen at the door again? <laughs> all right, come can, on yeah. then, son. I think we've got time before our train leaves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm absolutely certain Did you, you could bring your glass? That. Did you bring your glass so you yeah. could uh, so you can listen more clearly? <laughs> Knock on the door, ask them to open it, leave it ajar so you can hear them better. No, that, yeah. I mean, we all used to wait outside the, the players' entrance for autographs and stuff like that. And I got in once yeah. because I was due to meet Ali McCoist because my dad was an AA mechanic and he'd fixed Ali McCoist's car. And Ali, oh, Ali wow. uh, said, I'll sort you out with a couple... I sort you have a couple of tickets for the match. This is when Ali McCoy was at Sunderland for like 18 months. Uh, so yeah. we got two tickets to watch Sunderland play Man City and then went down into the you know, the players area afterwards and met Ali McCoy. And I was so terrified I didn't fucking speak Incredible. a word. Incredible. Didn't you? Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was great. But, you know, there was levels of security you had to get through to get to that. There was like st- stewards and then ushers and all this sort of thing. 
and men, yeah. in, men in blazers. You weren't just going to walk in yeah. and listen outside the dressing room. But that's what's happened yeah. at Melchester. Uh, and they're saying, it's still locked. I've never heard such a fearful row coming from a Melchester dressing room. Uh, oh, what's a fearful row? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fearful in there. Oh, it's a right Don't two get any eight. closer. Don't get any closer. You, you damage your eardrums. And another one of them says, I'm not surprised. Melbourne's win means Mel- means Rovers will spend Christmas in the relegation zone. Oh, my God. Oh. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> We're in the relegation zone. <laughs> but, of course, if you, you follow this, this strip week for week, Rovers actually only play something like six games in a season. Because yeah. you don't. You don't really get like, a, a match I can't week. believe we've already got to Christmas because it feels like they've just yeah. got back from fucking Crete. They have, yeah, exactly. Fuck. Um, so there we are. Rovers are going to spend Christmas in the relegation zone. And I, this this group, will call them the five fuckers. Uh, that other fella doesn't seem to be in there. Accident and design isn't in this, in a sanctum. He's not allowed in, which probably yeah. really fucks him off. But uh, never mind. We'll have more of him and more of the five fuckers in the future. And that's the end of that strip. And it says, next week, Roy is asked a question which startles everyone. I'm not even going to try and guess what that is, but we'll find out. Yeah. Because we're going to move straight on. Roy, it's John Pigface from the Melchester (laughs) Gazette. Have you ever (laughs) shaved your pubes off? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whoa! No one was expecting that racing. <laughs> All the continental players are doing it, so you know why not do it? It might help. I, I happen to know for a fact. Don't ask why. Paco Diaz does it. He's as smooth as a fucking eel. <laughs> How many marks at a ten are you giving that one, Sam? Let's just look back. I'm giving that. Uh, I'm just giving that a seven, to be honest. Yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give okay. it an eight because uh, the, the Walter Williams turnaround was good, and um, it's always nice to see Andy Jackson running around letting his mouth go. So I'll give that. Yeah, an eight. yeah, that's always a good cameo, isn't it? Jalapeno. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeño. So, we move on to the next week. 
And yes, it is indeed Christmas because the Christmas Whoa. tree is in the. Ma- in I mean, the- we're recording this in August, but just seeing Christmas at the Racy's house, yeah, I don't know. It makes me feel somehow, even though it's a sunny day, it makes me feel sort of festive reading this. Yeah, it's been pissing down here for the last two days, so I'm feeling kind of windy. It's already. been dead windy here. Oh, have you, have you heard? Have you heard about the wind down here? No, well, I saw some people tweeting oh. about it, but you know, the people Big in London news. tweeted about any kind of weather. Big yeah. news, right? Is it? It's been windy, and this follows hot on the heels of the mysterious power cut yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, obviously, top of my suspect list is Millwall. Yeah. Second, the Russians. Third, yeah. the Chinese. Yeah. Mm, interesting. You think the Chinese are controlling the wind? I, I wouldn't put it past them. They've got all sorts of um, scientific uh, knowledge and machinery at their disposal over in China. There's a lot of talk about these uh, Hawaii, Hawaii, what are they call Huawei, the phones that are oh yeah, Huawei. In, Huawei, Huawei, Huawei. Are made in yeah. China, and Google yeah. have stopped uh, co- uh, cooperating with them yeah. because they think there's got like, spyware or something like that. And if every Huawei yeah. phone has got something in it that can control the wind, we're we- they're weather controlling yeah. remotely. Yeah. So if you're a user, if you're if you're a British citizen with a Huawei phone, you you don't know what your phone's doing behind exactly. your back. Yeah. Right. If you go to sleep at night, and once it knows you're asleep, and trust me, it fucking knows when you're asleep. Of course right? it does. Suddenly, it comes it. awake. It comes awake. Right? A little goes, bit like uh, Fantasia with the brooms and Mickey Mouse. Yes, just like that. They all fucking come awake, and they start controlling the weather. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and creating power surges. And splitting into two, and then four, and then eight, and then 16 little phones running around controlling the weather. <laughs> Fucking mayhem. <laughs> if you can get your head around the notion Soon that Facebook is listening. Soon our phones <laughs> will bring British society to its very knees. <laughs> If you could get your head around the idea that Facebook is listening to your conversations and then giving you tailored ads, which it is, that can't mm. be denied. Too many people have had yeah. anecdotal evidence of that happening. If that can be a thing, then your fucking Hawaii phone uh, splitting into 32 little phones and running around controlling the weather in the middle of the night, that doesn't seem fanciful at all. And that, never mind now, uh, on top of fucking Facebook listening... I've got bloody uh, an Amazon Alexa downstairs. That's listening well, as well. There you go. I've got it yeah. coming from all angles. Yeah, it's it's fucking not worth having a conversation with anybody anymore. It's not worth. I tell you what, it's not worth being on Facebook. And I'm not. I never. Po- I I check it once in a while, but I can't remember the last time I posted on it. What I would say is, if you're on Facebook and you've got it on your phone, don't use the app. Use the. Uh, the web page on Safari or whatever your web browser is. Oh, yeah. Because that can't right. hear you. That can't hear you. The app so can hear you. the app. Yeah. I don't have the app on my well, phone. I got rid of it ages ago because I felt it was um, having a negative impact on my state of mind to have too much social media on there. Yeah. So now I just right. have Twitter and Instagram. Like, that makes a fucking <laughs> difference. <laughs> anyway, back to Roy the Rovers. Uh, mm. The top of this strip says Roy was thinking of buying a million pound replacement for Jeff Giles. Whoa, million pound! This. this is I've, this is just. I've had e- it up to here. I'm buying a million pound replacement. Yeah. I don't know where the money's coming from, but I'm, it's fucking happening. For, Brian Clough's done it. He's bought a million pound player. I'm fucking having one as well. 
to be honest, Pen, I'll do the fucking deal and worry about the dough later. <laughs> it says as for the fucking higher ups to deal with. <laughs> uh, it says Roy had been heavily criticised for selling Jeff Giles to Melbourne. Stop mentioning Jeff fucking Giles. And he created another sensation by selecting the Rovers youth team keeper for a league match against Manchester's deadly rivals. Jeff helped Melbourne to snatch a 2-1 victory and now Roy's wife, Penny, was watching a television broadcast from Melchester Stadium. So it's Penny and the kids putting the Christmas tree up. Uh, the twins there, uh, Roy Jr. has got... Uh, it, it looks like he has the face of an old man. If you have a close look, it's probably part of the um, congenital disease that he's suffering from that's yeah. addled his mind. Um, yeah. He's a mess, basically. And his hair is sort of... His hair, in the space of just like a couple of like days, has grown into um, a white man's afro. It's a big fuzzy a fucking afro. afro, and he's got he's developed all these wrinkles. He looks like like my wife for reasons that I can't quite comprehend. Recently, um, got this apple, and she carved a face into the apple. She right. peeled a bit of skin off. And she carved a face into it. Yeah. And then she had, she attached it to some sticks, right? And then this makes her sound like a witch. Who knows? Maybe she is. I, I genuinely don't yeah. know why she did it. And then the apple dries. And as it dries over the weeks and days, right, you coat it in yeah. something like lemon juice to stop it going all mushy, right? And as it dries, it becomes more and more terrifying because it goes from a fresh oh. face to a wrinkly yeah. old haggard witch face, right? Wow. So it's a type yeah. of craft that she read about and she thought it'd be amusing. I don't know, maybe she's trying to scare the kids or something. And that is that what Roy Jr. looks like in this. He looks like <laughs> one of those witch face apple crafts. Uh, fuck me. Roy's coming and go, fuck me. Oh, hello, pen. Hello, kids. Oh, fuck it out. What's <laughs> happened to his face? What's that, apple boy? Roy, <laughs> Roy, don't say that. You'll make him self-conscious. Fucking hell, Bradley jumped out of my fucking skin. What about looks me? like a witch made out of an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Shit in hell. You've been fucking... Yeah, hey, and you're, you're not been sleeping right, son? <laughs> First of all, you're in the relegation... You're years old. First of all, we're in the relegation zone. Now I've got this to contend with. This is going to be the worst fucking Christmas ever. I know, he's already fucking touched in the head. <laughs> Now he looks, it's fucking spread to his boat race. And that's for his fucking barnet as he had his fingers in the fucking plug socket again. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, God. Have they got them Swiss clinics set up yet? Because I think we might need to have a trip over there with him. <laughs> Put an end to this once and for all. I tell you what, hey. I got your, I got your fucking Christmas list. I tell you, all Santa's going to bring you this year. Fucking big tub of oil of Yule. <laughs> no kid should look like that, Pen. It's sad. It's sad for him. It's sad for him. It's sad for the other kids down at the school. You know, no one's winning here. Scary teachers. Um, they got enough on their plate. <laughs> it's the teachers I'm thinking about. So, um... <laughs> He's uh, <laughs> so Penn's watching the telly, uh, and the, the fellow on the telly saying, "I was hoping to talk to Roy about his future plans, but he's still locked in the Melchester dressing room with the entire team." And Penny's thinking, "Oh dear, sounds like they're having a showdown." 
<laughs> another one of another one of Roy's showdowns. Oh, oh God. Roy's awful when he's had a, when oh. he comes home after a showdown. He's in a right stinker. Penis, mate, get the whiskey out. I've had a fucking showdown, and I. And I'll tell you about the details later. Just get pour us a large one. Another fucking showdown, wasn't it? Oh, I'm gonna have to hide all the best china and get his whiskey out. I know how this goes. <laughs> Um, Pen, it's me, I'm outside. Hide the china before I come indoor. I can't trust myself, there's been a showdown. <coughs> All right, right. Yeah, and hurry it up, I'm freezing my fucking knackers off. Snowing out here. <laughs> so, uh, and the TV man says, but it's a different picture outside the stadium where delighted Melbourne fans are still celebrating. So you've got all the Melbourne fans there. There's one copper looking on, looking uh, perturbed by it all. And they're shouting, race is rubbish. Good chant. And what? Sounds a bit like racist rubbish, doesn't racist it? Racist rubbish. And what's the score, race? Well, the score's still 2-1, isn't it? Because the match has stopped. Uh, so there we are. And then Roy turns up with his... He turns up back at home in the racing mobile. He's got his sheepskin coat on. He's got his, uh, his leather gloves on by the looks of it. And he's carrying some kind of a tashier case under his arm. With all his important stuff in it. Some of my documents and that, that. you know. Yeah, you know what's really in there? (laughs) Some mucky pics that Blackie gave him. Bongo. Bongo, Sorry about the fucking showdown on that. Yeah, I managed to get hold of some fucking quality bongo. Right. Little treat for you for Christmas. This will fucking cheer you up. Take that in the carsy with you later. (laughs) Lovely. Um... So Penny's waiting for him at the front mucky door. Mucky pictures, uh, Roy. Real mucky <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah, all right. I get the fucking picture, Blackie. <laughs> Proper mucky. Not a fucking teenager. <laughs> um, an hour later, as heavy flakes of snow began to drift down on the race household, uh, Roy turns up. Hi, Penny. Sorry I'm so late, but I'm afraid there was a bit of a... And she inter- interrupts. I know, Roy. The television's been full of it. Don't interrupt when I'm talking. <laughs> Never mind what the fucking um, television's been full of. I'm giving it to you from horse's mouth. Fucking mainstream media. <laughs> you're getting all your information mm. from the fucking mainstream media again. Fuck's sake. You're fucking... They've got Penny, an agenda. you're a fucking sheep. You know that. You're a fucking sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in the flesh to tell you what's going on. You're trying to tell me what that fucking cunt on the telly's been saying. Fuck him. You've been fucking, you've been fucking brainwashed, you soppy cow. <laughs> now, where's me whiskey? <laughs> so, he's in the house, he's gathered the family round together, got his arms around them all. Uh, he's obviously got the, everyone, the, the boy one. gather round. <laughs> you, apple face, don't get too close. <laughs> he's got him That's at arm's length, about hasn't he? There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether you're radioactive or not. It might fucking spread. Fuck knows. <laughs> you stand out there, because at the moment I'm feeling like all I've fucking got still going for me is my fucking looks. Something might have happened when we had that trip to Chernobyl before I sent that letter to Maggie Thatcher. And I think it's fucking spread to your face, lad. Um. So uh, Penny says... Things aren't exactly full of the joys of Christmas at the moment, are they? Roy says, you can say that again. The players just won't accept that four or five of them are playing badly. It's disorganised the whole team. And I don't think anyone really cares. 
what he's saying to them. No. They're not interested oh, in the football. Right. Oof, and there, Roy Jr.'s facing the next frame. Fucking hell. He looks like he's barking like a dog. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell, he started the barking Dad. again. Oh, oh, Dad! Oh, oh! <laughs> oh <laughs> i tell you hell. what, Pen. Get him off to his room. Stick him in, a, in his fucking put, cage. Put him in his cage. Because I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> I thought we got on top of the barking stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> but he's fucking starting up again, isn't he? <laughs> it's just the worst <laughs> fucking Christmas. <laughs> I never thought my life would end up like this. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the man that has it all. Player manager. Top fucking footballer. <laughs> Lovely car, nice, nice wife with nice tits, helicopter, and I'm sat, I'm sat here on the back of a two-one defeat, and this fucker's barking at me. I got a fucking kid. I got a fucking blinder behind the eyes as it is because of the showdown I've had with the lads. Right, I come home to this apple-faced cunt barking at me like he thinks he's a fucking golden retriever. I've got an attaché. I've got an attaché case full of porn over there. I can't wait to get stuck into. And he's sitting here barking at me. It's funny the way things turn out, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, my life. There's fucking tramps on the street who'd swap with me, probably, but they, they, they've got no idea that I'm probably worse off than any of them. <laughs> At least if you're a tramp, you're free. All right, come on now. We've had this conversation so many times before, Roy. Someone's feeling a bit sorry for themselves. Yeah, I fucking am. (laughs) And you should be too. Ben, you know, as well as I do, I could have married anyone. Right. Anyone in Melchester. Every It's top fanny, some of it as well, Pen. You know as well as I do, right? They all wanted a bit of racy. I'll pick <laughs> you, because I thought you were a safe bet. And now you're expecting me to come home after the day I've had to a barking apple-faced kid, right? You <sighs> telling me shit you've heard about me on the fucking television news, right? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. It's a fucking disaster. This life is a fucking disaster zone. <clears throat> um... So he says, uh, he's still going on about the football. The situation was made for Jeff Giles. Still a Melchester favourite, playing against his old club. It was bound to have a good game. And uh, Penny's pouring him some tea, but it's not as whiskey, isn't it? Yeah, and, put uh, some fucking drop of brandy in that, will you, fuck's sake? Uh, I mean, something stronger than PG. And then she just pours fucking oil on troubled waters by saying, and now the directors are demanding that you find a replacement. Yes, I fucking know! What they're demanding. Oh, who told you that? <laughs> fucking lover boy on the telly again, were it? Your fucking new boyfriend. <laughs> I fucking... I don't need you telling me my business from some uh, fucking tart you've heard on the telly. And then we get uh, a, a shot of the three players that could... Uh, I don't know if it's Roy or Penny that's saying this. I think it's Roy. Uh, three players that could replace Jeff Giles and come into the to the team. Terry Martin of Port Dane might fill the bill. Then there's Johnny Barrett, the midfield dynamo at Oldfield. And I also like the look of Peter Thompson, the Walford sweeper. Good yeah. quality yep. white English players. <laughs> <laughs> With good white English names. None of that foreign shit. The one on shit. the left. 
Terry Martin of Port Dean yeah. looks like um, like uh, Eric Idle playing the Spiv character in Monty Python. <laughs> he does, yeah. Doesn't he? Your uh, wife, she likes sports, does she? Oh, yeah. I bet she does. And but, the uh, one on the right, who's sort of a, a, a kind of a rugged man yeah. with a blow-dried sort of Gary Davis-esque yeah. mullet. Looks yeah. like an amalgam of every man my mum brought home in the 80s. <laughs> I think he looks like Stan Balls. But it, he and, does, and actually, he's, he's wearing a hooped shirt as well, yeah. And the fella in the middle, Johnny Barrett. I think Barrett. my mum might have brought home Stan Balls one night. Of course, why not? <laughs> and the fella in the middle, Johnny Barrett, is basically just blacky grey with brown hair. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the fucking illustrator just kind of fucking hell. I am sick to death of fucking drawing all of these fucking footballers. I've run out of ideas. I've <laughs> run out of faces. Uh, you know, there's only seven so, faces well, in the world. You, you know that, don't you? Like, like plot lines, innit? In Shakespeare and all that. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it there because we're on the brink of Roy doing um, a Christmas day trip to the uh, children's ward at Melchester General Hospital. To the kiddies that, hospital. That, that, that needs uh, more than we've it's got brilliant. time for. Yeah, it's it's very strong. I'm going up the kiddies hospital, put a fucking <laughs> smile on their face. <laughs> Might as well do something useful. <laughs> we'll do that in the next one. And uh, now I need to kind yeah. of decompress and get out of Christmas mode because I'm fucking convinced it's nearly Christmas now. Yeah, I know. It's certainly right. a bit wonky too. Oh, well, won't be long, will it? Okay, that's yeah. it from this episode. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll be back with and, another one and, soon and uh, thanks for being part of the IFS and yeah. tell your mates that they should subscribe too because if not Trump's won What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 